All right, well, welcome everybody uh, to our second band, uh, That Band Life Late Night podcast. The first one we did was at SCS BOA um, out in California, and Dennis was present for that as well. Hello again, Dennis. So what we wanted to do tonight uh, is just field questions that people have out there. Uh, maybe some other experts on here can answer those. And, and um, you know, we, we're living in strange times right now. So we thought this would be a great opportunity for people to uh, talk about their concerns and questions and wins and losses um, and get us all in the same place. So thank you so much for joining us. This is episode 35 of That Band Life. So I know we have some people from, uh, we have some people from the left coast. So Dennis, where are you calling from? Uh, I'm in uh, Thousand Oaks, California, and uh, I teach at Newberry Park High School. Glad to be here. Elliot, how about you? I'm from the opposite end of the U.S., easily South Carolina, up near Clemson. Go Tigers. So um, I'm the guy behind Marching Health, so I'm coming in to hang out and be able to help any way I can and also just kind of get a feel for where everyone is as far as their anticipation for what the summer holds and beyond that. Yeah, thanks for being here, Dr. Cleveland. And for those of you who are just listening and out there, uh, if you have any questions relating to the health of your marching students, uh, we'll probably um, turn the attention toward Elliot. He's got lots of great things uh, going, uh, both in training your students to get in shape for marching band season, um, getting in shape for drum corps season, and um, just dynamic stretching, anything, anything like that. Josh, Joshua Brunger, how are you from? Um, I'm from Northeast Ohio in a little town called North Ridgeville. Um, I teach just south of there in Grafton, Ohio, uh, at uh, Midview Local Schools, where the Midview Middies. Well, thanks for being here. Wave us down if you have a specific question. Rick, how about you? All right. Um, I'm coming from Avon, Indiana, uh, in the middle of the United States. I just retired last year from 30 years of band directing where I taught beginners for 30 years. And now I'm a, a roadman district manager with Pages Music. Well, that's a great place to be. Speaking of Pages Music, we also have Tim Dawson here. Hi, Tim. How you doing? Uh, I'm doing well. I apologize. I don't think you want to see me eat right now, so I'm going to stay hidden for a few minutes. But uh, <laughs> hello, everybody. Uh, uh, thanks for uh, hosting us, Jeff and Bobby. We appreciate it very much. Absolutely. And uh, I imagine at some point today, we're going to have some questions on try-ons and uh, instrument rentals and how that's being affected by the COVID crisis. So I'm glad that you guys are both on here. And Rick obviously has way many years of experience. So uh, maybe we can tap him for some of his wisdom as well. Tim Cox, how you doing? Hey guys, I'm doing well. I'm calling you from uh, the south side of Indianapolis, Indiana. And uh, good friends with lots of people here. It's uh, neat to see some familiar faces and to meet some new friends. Last time I saw Tim, we were at the Snarky Puppy concert. That was pretty awesome. Michelle, good to see you again. Michelle Blueford is on right now. How are you? I am doing really well. I am in the middle of the country as well in Omaha, Nebraska. And just excited to see what else is going on outside of the middle of the world. Absolutely. Glad to have you here. Nate, looks like we have Nate. Yeah, um, I'm calling from American Fork, Utah. Um, a former band director at American Fork High School. I just jumped to the dark side, and now I'm the band director at Director Bands at Snow College in um, in Ephraim, Utah. So I'm really happy to to be on. I love love the podcast. I've been listening to all the episodes. 
we haven't had a lot of input from college directors uh, in, on the podcast, so I'm excited to hear that. Do they make you buy those jackets with the patch on the sleeve when you switch over? <laughs> yeah, only when you make tenure. Yeah, I, I, I'm not I'm not fancy enough for that yet. So, Ellen Schmura, I Ellen, how you doing? Good. Uh, thanks for letting me uh, watch and listen. Um, I am also in the middle of the country right now. I'm the assistant band director at Marian Catholic, and I'm a former student of Bobby's. And I apologize for my dog barking in the background. He wants to be part of the, the Zoom call as well. <laughs> it's okay. Well, Ellen, I thought it was really interesting. How, how long have you been teaching right now? Uh, this is my second year, um, my first year at Marion. Great. Welcome. We're glad you're here. Okay. Chris Catholic is in the house. Good, man. Thanks for having me here. Um, I'm calling from Indianapolis, Indiana. I'm the director of bands at Brownsburg High School. Um, I've been there for four years now. Welcome. Well, we're glad you're here. Brendan, how's it going? Right in the middle of my screen. Hi, I'm good. I'm uh, Brendan. I'm just a student at Michigan State University. Uh, we're glad you're here. We were on a call with Bands of America today. We were talking a lot about college students and people who are going to be student teaching and then going out into the uh, quote unquote real world in the middle of all this. And uh, there's a lot of questions I'm sure you guys have how this is all going to work. So welcome, Brendan. Mike, how you doing? Hey, Jeff, doing well. From Pages Music, I'm one of the road guys. So thanks for having me here, awesome. listening in and just getting my finger on the pulse of what's going on around the country. Good to have you here, Mike. Keith, I see you next up on my list. Keith James, how you doing, Keith? I'm doing great. I'm uh, the band director at Marva Ridge High School. I've been there 12 years. It's outside of Charlotte, North Carolina. And uh, very much looking forward to this podcast because I've heard all great things about it. And so that's why I logged in as soon as I could. I've known Bobby for many, many years. And uh, I just signed up for your uh, dynamic stuff uh, last spring. So I'm looking forward to seeing a little bit more of what's going on. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks for being here. Longtime friend Jordan Lalama is in the house. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Um, I live in Nashville, Tennessee, and I work with a lot of different groups doing a lot of visual program coordinating stuff. Joshua Bloodworth is also here. How you doing, Joshua? Hey, guys. Doing great. Uh, I'm the director of bands at Ridgeland High School in Rossville, Georgia. I live in Ottawa, Tennessee, and I'm currently social distancing uh, on Hilton Head Island. So we'll just keep that between us. Nice. <laughs> I assume you listened to the Joel Denton interview in the last week. That was a lot of fun. That's it. Yeah, definitely yeah. had to take a listen to that. So looking forward to Joel's going to join us uh, tomorrow night. And I think, Bobby, you're going to come join us next week. So it's, it's going to be a blast. Valerie, how are you? Where are you from? Yeah. Hey guys. Sorry about that. Um, Valerie here. I'm uh, coming at you from Miami, Florida. So representing the South over here. Um, I currently serve as the visual caption here for FIU percussion during the indoor season and uh, moving now into marching season. I work with JP Caravella based out of uh, Sunrise, Florida. So just excited to be here and really just kind of um, connect with other people across our industry during this time. I know it's uh, something new for all of us. So really interested to see um, what we all come up with. Welcome. We're glad you're here. Brianna, I also see a picture of a baritone playing female in the lower right-hand corner. How are you doing? That's me. Hey, everybody. A uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. Nice. Uh, my name is Brianna. I'm from uh, coming at you from Franklin, Tennessee, where I teach at Franklin High School. I won't uh, be on video because I got my six-month-old daughter putting her to sleep. That's, that's fair enough. Danny's here. 
Danny's calling from down the street. How you doing, Danny? Good. Excited to listen. Danny's the assistant caption head at Carolina Crown Color Guard. I don't know if I got everybody. I think I did. So does anybody want to start us off with uh, a question for the good of the whole here? Well, and I would tell you this. We did have somebody write in for a question that I thought um, had some good stuff to it. Just talking about recruiting right now. And I think that's probably on everybody's mind, whether you're at the middle school, the high school, or the college level. And, and what, I've, what I've been finding is any of the traditional stuff that we were thinking is kind of out the window. Now, the good news is, is I talked to people at the Medical University of, of South Carolina, and, and Dr. Cleveland will know that we have pretty close ties to the folks that run the medical university. The uh, chairman of the board of the medical university is one of our band parents. So we get pretty good access to what's needed there. And he even went to the CDC and to a couple of you know the people that were controlling the kind of how South Carolina is dealing with this pandemic and just basically actually took them a bottle of the sanitizing spray um, to say, this is what they've been doing. What else do they need to do on top of this? And they, when they saw the ingredients of that, it was fine. They, they thought that that, that was actually great. That's exactly what they would do. Um, they did talk about, you know, if you want to do more, uh, just to make people feel better about it. Maybe you have uh, three mouthpieces that you uh, are using and then you take them back and even drop them in uh, some boiling water and bring it back out. You can do that. If that's not possible, uh, I will tell you, we actually had a student who said, you know what, if I have the time, I can just create some on a digital printer. And we've actually used a couple of digitally printed mouthpieces uh, for tryout. Uh, especially if you need a large number of them. So that's something where we're just on the front edge of that. But some of you may have more access to that than even we do. But that is something that we're looking at too. The The bottom line is that we're trying to get them to come out with a pretty public official statement saying that killing or sanitizing the instrument mouthpieces with this, with the sprays that we use and those things is, is appropriate and exactly what you would want to do to do something like this. So that's, that's one thing that, you know, would be helpful for us. The second thing I would tell you is that we're doing a lot of things online, our middle schools and uh, Jeff, I don't mind linking. I actually had it on our um, Google drive page that's there for the show. If we want to pull that up a little bit later, but our middle school put together uh, a video of the kids talking and just talking about what band is for them and how they do that. And that, that went over really, really well. And the final thing is, if you don't have Instagram, you probably need to. Now, that, that hurts my heart to say that because I don't have it at all. And so, uh, but Instagram is where the kids live. They don't live on Facebook at all. So having, having an Instagram presence for your band, and here's what I'm planning on doing. I've got my drum majors on it right now to start looking at having an Instagram presence for us in our, t- in our community. Uh, we have one for the band parents, but kids are pretty savvy about steering clear of that. I, and I, I want it just for the sake of having some um, recruiting ideas, just saying, hey, we're, we're doing this online. Come and join us. One of the things that we started doing last week that went over really well and we're doing again tomorrow night is a watch party. So instead of necessarily trying to get together and play, and I, I'm sure some of you have done that, but I just don't have the savvy or the, the patience to do all the editing that it takes to make that go. 
so we got together last Tuesday night and did a solo watch party where I went through and found about three soloists for every instrument. And we went through with the woodwinds. We did one session for the brass and percussion. We did another session. And we just kind of watched some of the soloists. And I was excited about how the kids were actually pretty interested in seeing some of those great solos. Uh, this tomorrow night is DCI Watch Party. So we're doing a big, big time of getting together. We've got about 200 kids set up to come and watch that. Uh, the next one, we have chamber music. And then we have jazz as the next couple of weeks go. So... And we've invited the middle school kids to come up and watch with us just so they can get an idea as to what's going on. So I wish I could tell you here is the definitive answer to recruiting at, at those levels, but I don't have that answer. I would talk to my students, like find out where they're getting information, like where, where, where are they finding that, where's that happening. And what's tough is you're finding kids are ghosting during this, you know, like they're just staying off the radar completely because they know they can. Uh, I know that we actually took auditions for marching band last Friday and I got several more today. But the good news is, is I got them because other kids were like, Hey, what are you doing? You gotta, you gotta turn this in. So I think using your student, uh, like student army is the way that I'm talking to our kids about it. Like we need your help to get students in the band because you know those those fence sitters are going to go the opposite direction right now if we're not careful and we're going to come back and have you know only 80 percent of our original program that's there when those are the kids that need to be coming back to something real so i would i would encourage i think recruiting for me is a little bit more important now than it's ever been yes because of the numbers but because of what i know those kids will get into if they're not with us um I, I don't know if any of you have dealt with this before, but I've dealt with two students now who were addicted to video games. Uh, I didn't believe that was a real thing. It's a very real thing. And it's, it's just as uh, problematic as some of the more well-known addictive devices that are out there. So for me, it's a, it's a big deal. And I'm really trying to make the kid, impress that upon the kids too, that we need, for these other kids' sake, we need to work on recruiting for that. Are there other things that some of you have seen or done that you feel like, wow, this would be good for, for everybody to see and hear? Yeah, go ahead, Josh. Go ahead, man. Um, I don't know if anyone else got this email, but I did from Academic Alliance where Jupiter is making a uh, tryout kit for clarinet and flute and uh, interchangeable uh, brass mouthpieces, and they're all plastic. I, I don't know prices or anything, but it's a very small kit. And I know in other podcasts I've been listening to, the discussion is reeds. What are you going to do with reeds? And um, they just suggested that any kid that wants to play a saxophone or a clarinet, just they get their own reeds, so you don't have to worry about that. And unfortunately, it's a little cost for us, but, man, is that going to cut down on a lot of issues? I'm curious, Tim Dawson, um, if you guys, I know you guys have probably been talking a lot about this in the office. If one of you guys or Rick or one of you guys could speak to um, kind of what, what, what your game plan is moving forward. Cause uh, Tim and, and a couple of you guys on here work for pages music. And, you know, this is the big time of the year where we got to get instruments in kids' hands and we got to get them excited about doing their first musical experience. Any of you guys have any insight from the corporate world? 
Yeah, I think um, <clears throat> two recommendations come to mind. The Jupiter mouthpiece kit, we've got eight of them on order. Our road guys will be showing those around to everybody just to see them and check them out. Um, they're around 20 to $30 in there somewhere. I can't remember the exact cost. I think it's actually 30 for to purchase. Um, uh, it, it's a novel idea for sure. We're not ex- sure, completely sure um, it's the right idea. Um, and, uh, I think it, I think it's something we just have to check out and learn for ourselves and each individual program, see what happens. Um, and I think the second thing I would say is, uh, work with your school music dealer, um, talk to them, see what they're doing, see what, uh, um, how they can help you. Um, they are going to be more than willing to help you. Um, we all, those of us that, that are in business all belong to this one association called National Association of School Music Dealers. And uh, they've been meeting um, multiple Zoom meetings on, on ideas and, and, and sharing concepts of, of what's possible. So look to your music dealer. Here in Indiana, it's, uh, it's a little bit all over the place right now. Um, <clears throat> we've seen some great examples of directors doing their own thing. Uh, in, in developing um, online tools for the kids to go and, and look and watch videos um, of, of uh, their own program and, of course, of, of other programs out there. Um, Be Part of the Music.org with Scott Lang is certainly a, a tremendous resource. Um, we are turning to Be Part of the Music for, for some assistance in what we're, what we're planning to do. Um, half of our, well, Three quarters of all of our recruiting events were were pushed off until some other date. We don't know exactly what date that is yet, but uh, pushed off to some other date. And if we look at at school starting in between July 26th and August 15th for most schools in Indiana, that's a very small window. So virtually impossible to uh, to do all the recruiting and mouthpiece testing uh, that needs to happen. Um, many directors will be doing virtual recruiting, giving the ch- kids a chance to pick an instrument. Um, some controlling instrumentation, most won't be controlling instrumentation because it's just one of those years. And uh, I think it's important for us to keep in mind, for everybody to keep in mind, be open-minded, be positive, and uh, be patient if you can. Yeah, thanks, Tim, for that insight. Um I just, I just know that from the business side of things, you know, we, we want to, we want to get instruments inside in kids' hands, but we also want to, as teachers, get the, as many kids as possible in the door. Um, you know, all of us are here because somebody put an instrument in our hands and encouraged us a while back. And, um, um, I just, uh, appreciate all the different insights in that, Tim. Thanks. You're welcome. The name of the game is butts and seats, boys and girls, butts and seats. Yeah. Dennis, you were ta- you had your hand raised about something. What are you guys doing out in California? Well, I was just going to say that uh, there's an article published by NAFME and NAM a week or two ago that came across uh, my Facebook feed that had a lot of pretty practical advice about how to sterilize mouthpieces and things like that. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, so we're using that in our district as kind of the basis for figuring out. One thing that um, I can add add to that, um, one, one at least at the school that I teach at now, and it may be this way in um, different parts of the 
country, but there's some funds available um, for the COVID-19 um, you know, relief, there are funds available that schools are distributing. And um, you, one could make the case that if a student is sharing an instrument, if, if the COVID-19 can live on a brass instrument for five days, you can, we are going to make the case that we need to, we need to expand our inventory and um, hopefully leverage some of those funds. Great idea. One of the other write-in questions we had uh, a guest who's not here right now, and this is one of the reasons, Jordan, I really want to make sure you were on, is a lot of people are worried right now about their design team. And, um, you know, a lot of designers out there don't have ironclad uh, contracts. It's just a handshake and an email saying, hey, you want to be our program coordinator, our drill writer, our ranger. So I wondered if, Jordan, if you had any insight and kind of what's going on behind the scenes with with people who aren't in the classroom every day, but are designing. And, and I wondered if you have, have run into any tips and tricks and, and just uh, what's going on. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, you know, I, it's definitely not a one size fits all, you know, from everyone um, depending on, you know, where the program is and what the, you know, different phasing, you know, for the States opening up, you know, some directors are a little bit more pessimistic. Some directors are a little bit more optimistic. Um, what I've been encouraging my team to do, you know, and this is really, you know, a lot of wisdom, you know, from, you know, uh, just a lot of directors that I'm talking to, um, you know, at, at, at some successful programs is just, just keep going. You know, there's not really a reason to, to stop at this point. Um, you know, and, and obviously I think, you know, the, I think when people write that stuff, probably a lot of them are thinking about like, how, like what does the payment situation look like, you know, on, on both sides of the coin, you know, not only from the, the designer's standpoint, but also from, you know, the director's standpoint. And, and honestly, like, that's just something that we, we've never, we've never really dealt with before. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm taking it one day at a time, but, but I'm also, you know, I like to get started pretty early, you know? So, you know, for me and most of my clients, we have about two and a half or three minutes of drill already written, um, for them. So, so we're trying to get done by June 1st, um, with pretty much everyone, um, you know, and then if somehow the, the season, uh, ends, you know, or it doesn't happen or whatever, um, you know, I think that you either have to, you know, pay your staff full through this season, or maybe you can do a half and half sort of thing. But, you know, I know a lot of people are going to be shelving, you know, that show and then, and then using it the next year. Um, and then another couple other people were saying that they were going to do, um, you know, maybe not the competitive route, but just do like a football band, you know, sort of thing. And, and so I've been trying to work with, as many directors as possible, just say, if that's the direction you want to go, you know, we'll create a whole different show for you. So I think number one, the communication piece is the most important. You know, I don't think anybody should be ducking anybody right now. We're all in this together. Just make sure you communicate. And, and from what I've kind of experienced, everyone's been really cool and really understanding. And, um, you know, if you have a good design team, they, they're still working their tail off. Um, and if they're not, they're probably not a great design team. So that's something to think about. I would, t I would mention to, to the other directors, I had a meeting with our staff uh, last Thursday. And the very first, you know, it was interesting. We kind of talked about a few things. And finally, somebody just said, so are we fired? Are we, because they didn't know. 
And so just, just having that conversation, we've made the commitment at Wando that we'll, we'll cut travel before we cut staff. Um, just because I feel like that's an investment for many, many years down the road. And most like I'm still the new guy at Wando. Uh, you know, this is year seven starting for me and our head of visual has been here for 16 years. Michael Gray is 17. So I'm very much still the new guy uh, on the on the block. But I think it's, uh, you know, what Jordan was saying is about communication, I think is important. But I, I think it's really easy to kind of do a knee-jerk reaction of what's going to happen this year, but I think you have to look at it three years down the road. Um, I understand that from from some places uh, there are folks that have let folks go, and then this will pass. I I really th- I don't think that we're going to live our lives in a, in our garages and basements for the next ten years. I just don't think so. So I I think that you want to. Just keep that in mind, too, as you go through this. Don't just plan for this year. Plan for the next three years and be smart about that as as you go through. Yeah, we have to invest in in the people who help support our programs. And, you know, whether or not they put in the, the work of an entire show this year or not, you know, we still want to be able to call on those people to do their best for us next year. And And, you know, there's a lot of color guard, percussion, designers there's a lot of people who are really hurting right now because they make their living doing color guard and they go right into drum corps and they go right into fall marching band and uh we just have to remember i mean you know it's not our jobs to put food on their tables but it's our job to remember that that they do count on on this activity to make a living and if they're really good at it they've been doing it a long time so i think that's great advice So what are, what are some of the other things that, that you're experiencing? I, I think it's, it, what's tough is because we come from so many different states. Uh, I know like in South Carolina here, we've opened the beaches back up. Uh, we're going through a phased reopening. You know, and I saw today in South Dakota, I guess a lot of that reopening kind of met with a lot of new cases. Uh, we've been open now for almost a week. We've had five parks and all the beaches open for a week now. Um, last Friday was a full week and our numbers are relatively low. I mean, it's, it's bad. I know, but like Charleston County where we are has, uh, three of the five largest communities in the state of South Carolina. And we're at about 460 cases and, uh, seven deaths. Uh, none of that is okay, but when I look at the numbers from New York or from other places, I feel like we're, we're pretty fortunate, for us, we, we haven't been talking about um, any kind of closures. The only thing that someone hinted at, our, our state superintendent hinted at the idea that like buses will be tough coming up in the fall, uh, trying to get kids on buses and those kinds of things. I, I, I don't know if you have any more firm details than, than that. We don't, for sure. I can tell you that we're, we're kind of going ahead and pretending that we won't see the kids until August. That's that's where Wando is, and we're putting everything online. All of our marching exercise, all of our movement exercises, even our breathing exercises, are now online. Um, so we're, we're we have three assignments a week for the kids: one music, one movement, and one um, marching assignment. We're we're doing kind of something different this year 
focusing really on movement and character development. That's new for us, so I don't know if that fits for you. But we say that there'll be an assignment and one class for each of them. And that's, that's been working really, really well for us. Instead of like daily assignments, more like, you know, upload your video, trying to do plie. Show us what that looks like, and then we, we, we show that to everybody. Are you fine? You know, I, I started on one direction of like what schools are going to be, but the truth is none of us know. Right. At least maybe you all do, and your principals have shared that with you. We don't. Um, we have no idea when we're going to start. So that's not, that's not really a conversation. But what, what are you doing right now with students that you're finding is really effective as far as getting them to respond and, and do? Chris, what are you guys doing in, in Brownsburg? And then Michelle, we'll do, we'll do that. Um, when all this started, I, I, I agree with you, Bobby. I think you have to have a, a social media presence. Um, I found, I, I, I agree. Instagram is, is the route to take. And we've had a pretty strong, I think, uh, social media presence through just kind of brown or bands. I, um, I created a members only Facebook page, um, and made announcements about it through our Brownsburg bands, Facebook and Brownsburg bands, Instagram. And, um, we started doing some just, early season type things where we, um, we ask them to do different cardio workouts, post your mile times. We want you guys to run a mile this week. And I found if I post my mile time, then they'll post their mile time. So usually I have to do it also. Um, so thing I'm challenging them to eat my time usually helps more kids even do it. Um, or to beat, uh, Zach, our drum guy's time, or if I could get Jordan to post a mile time, then I maybe beat Jordan's time. Um, <laughs> But I, um, tomorrow or sorry, on Wednesday, actually, we're going to have our first, uh, kind of visual rehearsal and we kind of have it planned out where there's going to be about four staff people on there. One person talking at a time, three people are going to be kind of just scanning the, the virtual classroom, um, ready to make comments and what we'll kind of built in times to say, okay, Jordan, what do you see? Maybe you need to talk to somebody individually. Uh, we can shoot the comments into the private, uh, conversations on the side as well. Um, but it's going to be like, Hey, let's do 16 counts of the stretch routine and let's do 16 counts of our plyometrics routine. And let's start learning. Like, as you said, Bobby, let's start just doing something simple like plies. And, um, then we'll start posting that into the Facebook page. And then the next week we'll add, then we'll review those 16 counts, add the next 16 counts. And then hopefully by the time we get back together, we're going to have our full stretch routine, our full cardio and plyo routine down and, uh, and have somewhat of our movement program kind of going. So, um, and then as you said, we have, uh, we still have school going on. So we have playing, uh, playing assignments that we were doing as well. And I split my classes. We have four concert bands. And I use, none of them actually have a, a marching band aspect to them in the fall. They're concert band all year. But when we started all this, I said, if you're in marching band, you're on one class. If you're a non-marcher, you're going to be in this class. And if you're a senior, you're going to be in this class. Yeah. Um, and the marching band stuff has been kind of centered around the fundamentals of what we would do in marching band and some of the show music that we already have. Um, and a lot of it ties into what we were doing with concert band as well. Cause we try to keep those pretty closely related. So that's where we are now. We're going to see hopefully on Wednesday, how some of this, uh, the virtual stuff with the full group goes. I, I can't tell you when we do the, um, the Wednesday, uh, leadership things with BOA, we'll have between three and 400 kids there. And I have my Wando drum majors doing comment or question and answer things. And they'll answer between 60, I think 67 questions have been the least number of questions we've gotten in one hour. 160 was the highest. So having, having that 
the, the question and answer or the private chat stuff, I think is a really smart idea. That's really good. I like, I'm totally stealing that. Um, Michelle, what are you guys doing? I will piggyback on the, uh, the comments. That's because of the lag time. And sometimes the kids just didn't want to say anything in the every, every one comment. We've gotten a lot of in-class comments uh, privately. And then we pre-talk to, if you don't want me to say it's from you, Put, let me know that and that way they stay private because sometimes they just do private because it's fast and easy uh, but that has totally been been working for us as well and what we're doing is we started out we were given the mandate actually to stay within the realms of still this time of year in concert band so we did we didn't want to overwhelm our kids and they have five assignments they get to pick from when they have to, one is fun, not fun, but fun. When they do with their family and they don't have to log it in, their parents just have to check it off. And it's a lot of, you know, help around the house or go outside and play for 15 minutes and things that are just not so intense. And then we have ones that they have to choose that are, they have to log in for scales or for arpeggios or for etudes and those things. And we found that they really enjoy having the choice because right now they don't have control over very many things and they just wanted to get to pick. And we've had awesome. really good participation. I would say 90, 96% of our kids are doing it on time. And the ones that aren't, we've been contacting and I literally just followed up with a little freshman today and she was like, I'm just over, I don't get all of this and there's so much going on. And so we walked through, she's like, tell me what I should do. And I gave her the suggestions I would have her do that would be the easiest with what else is going on in her world. And she knocked it out in about an hour and a half. I was really proud of her. Then we have pulled our percussion out instead of like in band class, we'll do buzzing and long tones, but we'll do it muted. And then every now and again, I'll say, does anybody want to, um, is, does anybody have the courage and willing to share what they're doing? And then they'll play it. And we'll give comments privately or I'll give comments about never really about tone anymore, but about how you're breathing and your articulation and your releases and the fact that you just had the courage to do it. And then because we're doing that with the horn line uh, in class, we did a master class pullout for our percussion and they normally work rehearse Tuesday evenings from four to six anyhow. So that worked really, really well. We found that we don't often hear them as much. Our percussion instructors found that when they get to watch, they don't have that leg and they can really isolate what their hands are doing. And they're getting, we've got our eighth graders in now as well. And that's starting to go well. Uh, we used to do three teachers with eight kids in the session. And that just was so slow for the kids. And so now we've moved to breakout rooms and we give announcements first and then they break out and they have one teacher per seven or eight kiddos. And then we have one last block where if you want to just stay and chop and, or stay and chop and talk a little bit, we're doing that as well. And we are two weeks. This is our last full week of school. Next week we start finals. So they are doing their final playing exam, which is also their chair placement. So that's already done. And the upperclassmen are used to doing that anyhow, because uh, we always do that before school is out. And then we're going to, my fog team, my phone's blowing up because our fog team, our student leadership team was just posted uh, about 45 minutes ago. So phone is blowing up with goods and probably not so goods. And they are going to, we're going to get together and we've been meeting with them every week and talk about 
how how much can we actually push you guys um how many assignments tell us where you guys are at because we don't want to overload them going into marching but we also know that they're ready to do some things and to have something different so that's kind of what we're doing I think people are, are really split on whether to start marching band yet or not. I know that we've made a conscious decision to stick with the exact schedule that we had before any of this happened, which means our first marching band rehearsal isn't until school gets out. And, you know, if that's virtual, it's virtual. I know some people have used this time to just kind of jump the gun. Like Chris is getting a little bit of a head start on, you know, um, what's going on with, with his marching program. I don't think either way is good or bad. I think we just... We need to kind of meet our students where they are. It, it's interesting to me that that there's so much, and Michelle, you mentioned it a couple of times. My principal and department chair mention it all the time about how stressed out our kids are. Um, I actually have two. Uh, I have a college freshman and a high school junior as sons who are home all the time, and I don't. I don't really see where the stress is coming from. There's a lot of video game time and there's lots of uh, hangout time. I think, honestly, I think the stress comes from everything being digital. You don't have a stack of papers. Um, and I, I see that kind of as a, as a teacher too, where you, you kind of have this visual representation of what you have to do. And then when it's done, it's over on this pile. So I kind of see that a little bit where when everything's virtual, it's easy to let things slip through the cracks. Um, I do think in the band world, in that band life, you know, there's not a single student in our group who who doesn't know you expect them to practice on a regular basis. It's not like a big surprise. <laughs> you know, it's in math class and science class, it can be a surprise what comes every day, whether it's a quiz or a new topic or review of something else. But, um, you know, I think I would just encourage everybody just to keep reminding your students, play your instrument. You know, like Tim was saying, our goal is butts in seats. Our goal is mouth, mouths on mouthpieces, you know. You know, at the very least, we got to get our students playing all the time, hands in on the sticks and, and things like that. Bobby? Well, I, I think one of the things that, that we also said, uh, you know, that Chris was talking about was that getting them outside. Um, with my kids, if I left them alone, I have an eight year old and 11 year old, they would sit on YouTube up in their room for about 24 hours, pretty straight and only come out when they got so hungry, they couldn't stand it. So I know Elliot, you guys are doing a thing like the, well, for us band directors, it's interesting. I, I talked today about, uh Oh, Sorry, what I was saying was, uh, I know that Elliot, you guys have a podium to 5K run that you guys are planning there. And I know you also have some things about like, what can you encourage kids to do to get outside? What are some of the things you guys are finding? I actually would want to take a step back and go back to the recruiting and the social media points. One of the things that Marching Health has been doing with all the virtual clinics that we've had is we've spent about 90 minutes with each school we've been working with. 60 minutes of that is devoted towards the, the whole outside thing and the actual training of the nuts and bolts of how to get your kids in shape. 30 minutes of that has actually been devoted to leadership team training on how section leaders and leadership team members can lead their peers virtually right now. And that's not just doing band things, though it, in the end goal it will be, but that's also how do we train our leadership kids right now to organize these meets like we're doing as adults, we're on Zoom. 
they really just want to be on Netflix or they need to have, you know, a trombone video game party to build morale um, and get to know each other. But you also, as a um, band, need to take a step back. If you're talking about doing Instagram and things like that for recruiting, that's really about three or four years behind. That's the last generation of high school students that came through. The ones coming through now are actually on TikTok. And you may push back at that and say, I'm not going on TikTok. It's owned by China. That's where the coronavirus came from to begin with. Just a bunch of people dancing. Actually, it's not. This is the most user-friendly platform for you to teach on. You can take, in a matter of five minutes, teach all you want to, hit everything you want to teach in a plie in five minutes, video edit it, and be done. And then you can send it to your kids, have them do a duet with it, where they have to go practice that. And it's fun to them because they're already on the platform. Like Bobby said, his girls are already on YouTube. They're already on that platform. They're going to practice it until they get it right. Because when they go post on TikTok, they're, they're pretty vain about it. They want it to look good. So they're going to get all those reps in. So I haven't, this is kind of a secret y'all are in this group. So I'm going to keep it, keep it on the down low in here. I've been running the social media pages for marching health, ultimate drill book and virtual drum and bugle core all at the same time. And we're utilizing all of these platforms that the kids are on right now to do these challenges, to get them doing marching things in ways that aren't to them learning. It's just them being on their phone during the day. So that's really how we can, and I can give you step-by-step guidelines to go through that on your own, but that's an easy way to both engage the students you have, teach the leadership how to engage them and get them doing things band related and start recruiting a little bit more. Well, Elliot, for, for those of us that aren't quite so uh, physically blessed, is that the right way to, for those of us who are fat um, and we don't necessarily want to do TikTok, like here's how to do plie, you've got a drum major or you've got a section leader that loves doing that and, and you know, have it go through you so that you can make sure you're keeping an eye on it but have them do it. They'll love it. Mm-hmm. And they already know how to do it. You just yeah. need to give them the reins to go do it and say, here are the things I need you to be able to teach. And they'll literally make a little highlight point on there. Point one in the first three seconds, stand with your feet at this angle. Point two, now squat down to this or whatever you want technique wise. It's the fastest way to get that information into your kid's hands besides doing what Bobby said about, you know, Wando having their whole YouTube series out right now. I think you have to have both and they're super easy to do as long as you give it to the kids that know how to do it. Um, But to his actual point about the physical activity, first off, if they're doing those things, they're going to be physically active. Um, But second, we're doing with every band we work with, and this is free on our website. It's called the six week back to band workout. It's an at home workout. It takes 30 to 40 minutes videos are up on how to do everything. Um, you just need your instrument. There's, you know, there's some dumbbells in there, but I tell people just grab a drum pad in one hand and a music stand in the other and do it that way. Um, you can do everything and relate it back to marching, um, that we have on there, but another easy way is to get the kids active or just have them go practice outside and make, you know, one day, depending on where you are, obviously in your area of the country, but if you can have them stand up to play that day, make sure everybody sends in a submission standing up. So they go ahead and get tolerance to horn holding or the next week. Okay. Your video submission has to be outdoors. So you build up your heat tolerance 
because they're not just going to spend that five minute video outdoors. They're going to be out there for an hour because they're going to make mistakes in the process. Yeah. Does that help Bobby? Absolutely. That's, I, I think that for, you know, we were in a meeting today with music for all. And one of the things that, that was brought up was there gonna be two types of people that come out of this and two types of programs too. Ones that actually get better and stronger and those that don't. I have to tell you, I'm, I'm in better health now than I was six weeks ago. I, I really am. I've actually spent the time and, and doing that. And while I'm not doing your podium to 5K, I've actually been running. I hate to run. It, it's terrible. It, I hate it. But, um, you know, you get a podcast or anything in your head, and, and I can kind of ignore the, the obnoxious running crap and listen to stuff as I go. And I think kids are kind of the same way. We have to trick them into doing some of these things is the bottom line. I think that's what Jeff is saying. You you have to kind of trick them into doing some of this stuff. Yeah, yeah. And Jeff and I did a podcast on it pretty recently about how you can become more active. And we've got a band directors for better health Facebook group yep. that's open to the public. There's like 1500 members in it. Um, that's specifically for, I'm a physical therapist, by the way, for us to lead you on how to become, um, more healthy and then maintain that when the craziness of the year actually begins. So, so for those of you who don't know, Elliot was, I mean, you came to us, gosh, what, five years ago, six years ago and was like, Hey, I want to help out doing some stuff with the drum line. It's like, Oh, okay. We're cheap and poor. So come on and help us. And then he was like, Oh yeah, by the way, I'm also a physical therapist. And he kind of put a, designed a whole program for us uh, that we still use. And uh, the thing that was great was our all those uh, weird ailments like Charlie Horrors or shin splints or all that stuff went way down as soon as we started using a lot of the stuff that, that Elliot was doing. I mean, literally, we'd have five kids on the sideline, and that went to zero. Uh, and the kids were able to do a lot more of what we wanted them to do. So we've been using that for a long time. And if you haven't checked, I mean, this sounds like an ad for marching health and I'm I'm not trying to be that. When I was on Elliot's podcast, um, I think I said something to the effect of if you come out of this quarantine time, not in shape, you're never going to be in shape. And, and I stand by that comment. I made that same comment. uh, I was doing uh, con Selmer Institute connect uh, with a lot of Arizona band directors this week. I made that same comment and it was like, it was uncomfortable silence afterwards. Um, I could tell that a lot of people didn't agree with me or thought that I had just um, insulted them. But, you know, I, I still stand by that comment. I think, you know, this is a time where we all have more free time than we've ever had in our lives. Um, we may be doing stuff online and in our houses, but there's so much free content out there um, on YouTube on just 20 minute body weight workouts and just you know, just the bare minimum is walking all the time, especially as the weather gets nice. So uh, just throwing that gauntlet down there again, everybody get get active. And no matter what age and, and whatever, uh, you got to come out of this a better physically fit. I didn't intend to talk about this, but Saturday is the podium to 5K podium, meaning, you know, stepping down from the podium like many of us are right now. Um, it's a six week plan that we've been doing in that Facebook group. We got requests to reboot it. So we're going to start a band director's boot camp over the summer for anyone interested. So it's all in fun. It's a very supportive community. Boot camp is a scary word, but it's really not. Yeah. 
One of the other things that I wanted to talk about here, um, Brianna, you, you just posted a thing about this. And uh, Brianna is one of our students from Marion. And uh, like she and Ellen, it's so interesting. They're on my screens uh, side to side. They were, they were several years apart, but very similar. Both of them ran several rehearsals of our marching band. I remember Ellen at one point, I, Greg, we had gotten really waylaid at a rehearsal. We'll tell you, Marion never starts with director-led stuff, ever. Uh, Greg and I were inside working on a show change that we wanted to do, and all the staff, they live far away, so they came in. And we, rehearsals were started at 6.30, I believe, and we looked at our clock, and it was 7.10. And we were like, oh, crap, <laughs> we got to get out to the kids. And Ellen's working on, I, I even remember it was the, these two triangles that had to mesh together, the famous Greg Bim triangle mesh. And Greg Bim, let's, let's just all stop and ponder that for a second. Greg Bim and I walk up to her and she goes, I'm really close. I need about five more minutes. And then she stopped talking to us and just continued the rehearsal. <laughs> I just remember thinking like, I don't do that to Greg right now as about a eighth year teacher. And, and we just stood there and watched her run the rehearsal. Uh, it, it, she's, she's just a dynamite teacher. And, and Brianna, very much the same. I mean, Brianna, she broke, there's one rule at Marion that you can't do drum corps while you're also in school. Brianna marched Blue Stars in eighth grade. And then went on and became the horn sergeant there later on. And I mean, he's just a beast of a player and a beast of a human being and a teacher. I'm kind of curious. We haven't heard the college student perspective, and I hate to put you on the spot, Brendan, but um, what's going on in your in your track as a music uh, music education major? And uh, do you have any questions, comments, or concerns for the good of everybody? Um, no, I guess just from my perspective, I just finished uh, my semester last week, so right now I'm kind of like in this limbo state of like what like what resources can I find with everything being put out there, but also like, what can I do just being a student to help? I, I, I guess that would be my question is what as me as a student who like is willing to help other educators, like what can I contribute to those people so they don't have to have so much pressure on them? Well, I can tell you, I used um, uh, one of our younger staff members last week. Um, I had him in, um, and actually we went to the parking garage in my apartment complex and I filmed him, uh, doing every single marching activity that we do. You could do the same thing with music, but I needed, I couldn't do it. I could do it myself, but there'd be a lot harder, you know, start the camera, go do it, get back behind the camera. And I just really needed somebody who was available and willing to help and spend the time. Um, and you know, he had just, he had just texted me and said, anything I can do right now, I know, you know, we're not getting ready to be in person with the students. And I was like, as a matter of fact, I really need you to just show these marching exercises. And then, um, you know, we uploaded that to our learning management system called canvas. We talked about that in the podcast last week. Um, but that, you know, now we have that ready for whenever our students do meet, we have an entire curriculum filmed and, and already up on canvas ready to go. So, you know, if there's bands in your area or even virtually just say, Hey, can I do anything for you? Reach out, um, reach out to some people who are your idols and, and, you know, people who maybe you normally wouldn't get to work with. I think that's the coolest thing right now is 
Brandon, you have the op- opportunity to call up the, the band director you've always wanted to work for and say, hey, can I do some videos for you? And then your foot's in the door. Um, I would love that. You know, if somebody came to me and say, I'm willing to do some some free work for you here in this off time. So that's just one one suggestion I have. I don't know, Tim Cox, if somebody just uh, who was a college student in your area and they called you up and said, is there anything you need help with? What would you say? Uh, bassoon and oboe lessons. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Um, yeah, it, it would be great, you know, and um, Zach Crowder and I are kind of just going through that now, kind of like a lot of you guys were, we're, we're ending one thing and jumping into the next. And it's just kind of great to hear what people are doing from around the country. But yeah, if anybody wanted, you know, college kid called me and said, hey, you know, what can I do to help? Um, you know, it's weird. We're not allowed. We live in Marion County, Indianapolis, and we're not supposed to like do anything yet. Um, yet our administration just announced we're going to do graduation in the middle of June at our football stadium. And so, I mean, it's just crazy. We don't know exactly what info I'm actually, uh, Matt Hicks and I are hopefully getting together here sometime this, this week to talk about, um, getting some of the instruments in, you know, and, uh, switch and then getting in marching instruments out to kids so that when we, you know, we can't practice all of June, um, you know, so if anybody were to come to me and say, Hey, I want to help you do that. That'd be great. Cause I know Matt Hicks and Zach Crowder and I are going to be doing that for the next couple of weeks. Yeah. I bet all the, the music, um, uh, the music companies that the supply instruments and things around the country would say, Hey, we could use some help with try ons for sure. Cause we're only going to have to do it all. I think Tim, you said it was going to be between July 15th and August, you know, whatever, you know, you, that's a compressed time frame. Um, it never hurts to help somebody else out. And, you know, the, every job I've ever gotten is because I knew somebody or I did some work for somebody and did a good job and they remember it. It wasn't because I cold called anybody. Um, so I think that's great advice. Absolutely. Yeah, go ahead, Dennis. Well, I just wanted to, yeah, encourage you to, to reach out because I've made a living off of reaching out to people better than me and trying to get their information and, you know, getting in front of kids and watching someone else teach for a little bit, just because you have a degree doesn't mean you know how to do it. And, uh, I regret the first 10 years of my teaching, you know? So it's, it's, it took me, it takes everybody a while to figure it out. So yeah, definitely find some way to get plugged in and get some experience and you'll learn a lot for sure. Keith, I I wanted to, to have you say something because you've been around this for a little while and you've seen, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And, uh, you know, first, have you seen anything like this? I, I don't know that we have. But, you know, as a person who's been around for this for a little while, what do you think are some of the things that we're going to need to be careful of when we go back? Um, I've never seen anything like this. This is entirely crazy. Um, it's uh, it's made me think um, all the way back. Um to maybe uh, late 90s, there were a few things that, that happened, but it was only like for a week or two. It was never for, for this long. And so uh, in uh, the area that we're in right now, North Carolina, you know, we've been in the shut-in, and we're, we're still at the shut-in probably for another week, and they'll start opening up in phases like it is in the rest of the country. Uh, but my kids, for the most part, have been pretty good about checking in. Uh, they've been very good about doing the assignments. Uh, they've been um, pretty good about 
uh, contacting each other and making sure that everybody is staying safe. Uh, my county is very much like yours. I think we've had seven deaths and maybe a little over 300 cases. Uh, nothing on my side of the county, uh, but I moved four months ago uh, from the other side. Uh, so uh, other than that, and I would say right now, you know, everybody's just got to take it easy. Uh, there are a lot of rumors going out there and everybody just kind of wait and see what plays in the next 30 days. And then when we reach June 1st, then I'm sure cooler heads will prevail. Well, I think Tim said it earlier about butts in the seats. You know, I, I think when we get concerned about, well, gosh, what are we going to go? We're going to go backwards. We're going to go backwards, everybody. And that's just what it is as far as musical stuff. But what I think is interesting is my kids have been more on fire for getting back to playing than I've ever seen them. And so I think that the bottom line for all this, I was talking to Fran Kick earlier today, we will get past this. We will. It's it's going to get, it's going to be there. And we're going to talk about it for a long time. But I, I, am, I am excited to see what, being away from school and from music in particular brings our kids. Ours were getting very complacent. I don't know about yours, but ours just were taking for granted. We should get to go to nationals and we should get to go and do this and we should get to do those things. And now our seniors, I think would punch somebody in the face if they said, I don't care about a concert because if they could come back and do their spring concert, they would be thrilled. We were set up to do, pretty fantastic one to end the season and these seniors especially really deserved a great one so i i think there's going to be a renewed energy for that for the the middle and the top half of the program it's that lower half that we have to be a little bit careful of to make sure they get out of their bedroom and come back to this strong so and and directors included i you know, I I had to be careful. And there are days where I'm like, I don't want to do anything. And you know what? You kind of can now. Um, I feel worse, though, after I do that. After I spend a day like, oh, man, I didn't do anything. I feel worse than I did when I started. So I think stuff like this is really helpful. And hearing that, like, to hear Nate say, yeah, this sucks and this is bad. And, and to see Tim talking about, you know what? Stop thinking about quality and just get quantity and get people. And, and uh, even for um, for Elliot to say, like, just whatever you do is better than nothing, that actually makes me feel okay. <laughs> I think I needed this more than anybody tonight. What are um, I, This is a really strange time for seniors, class of 2020. Um, are there any people who are doing special things for their seniors um, as we kind of approach the end of the normal school year to make them feel like they're, you know, appreciated and and a part of the uh, activity still that maybe some people who are listening to this podcast this week could could use? Tim, I know you had your, you were talking about something maybe else, but maybe you have something to add to that right there. Yeah, we actually, um, we had a thing where um, we had all kinds of people, kids involved with indoor groups, the, the color guard and the winds and the percussion going to WGI Nationals. And um, we put together a little, uh, each day we would, recognize uh, a senior in one of those groups and just kind of put it out there. And um, the directors kind of led it by just saying how much we appreciated that kid and a couple of special moments that we might've had during their, you know, four year career with us. And then um, just allowed everybody else to kind of comment and uh, just, you know, making sure that the seniors knew that 
um, we valued them and how special they were. Cause it was incredibly sudden, you know, um, and it was just boom. Okay. Everybody's gone. And there was no time to really, you know, it's right before the, the Indiana color guard finals and percussion finals, uh, and win finals and kind of a couple WGI things wrapping up. But, um, we did that through Facebook and, um, and it was really cool. I think that the seniors really appreciated it. If you haven't seen the university of Illinois, Barry, Barry Hauser has done some really cool things with their seniors, just kind of a picture of them and some quotes. And I've stolen it that we're going to use for Wando just, you know, quotes, you know, what was their favorite memory? What was whatever. I think we lost Bobby again. Anybody else have any great things that they did with their, with their seniors? Chris, did you do anything special with yours? Um, right now we we're doing a daily blast. It started yesterday, but every day on our Instagram and on our Facebook, we're recognizing each senior just with like their favorite mode, part of the, uh, their experience in high school, their favorite show, all that, uh, what their future plans are. Uh, we're stealing Carmel's idea of, um, creating the yard signs and going to each of their houses and just having that, uh, just that personal memento that they can have and we'll stay six feet apart and we'll, hopefully get a picture with some of them in their yards. Um, but, um, I thought that was a great idea what those Carmel guys did. When I saw Creaky post that I thought we're sealing that right now. So that night I contacted our local, uh, printing company that we use to get those going. So what, what exactly did they uh, do? I did. I think I only saw one of those pictures. Uh, they, they had a, a yard sign. Like, you know, you'll, you'll drive around different cities and you'll see yard signs saying that Matthew is in Avon's marching band. And, uh, and he plays baritone. Uh, but Carmel had some uh, printed that was, we love our seniors. It's the Carmel Band logo, uh, class of 2020. Um, and this senior class, for me particularly at Brownsburg, was the freshman class when I first came. So um, they have like a special place in my heart. Um, so I want to make sure we can, we can recognize them in every way possible, honestly. So, um, and I found, uh, I'm writing each student just a personal handwritten letter as well, just some of it's kind of cut, cut and paste a little bit from each letter, but um, I just want to let them know how much they've meant to me through my our time together. And I've got a little bit of just, I remember when you did this, when you did that. And I think that's helped out a lot as well. That's cool. Just kind of keeping that, that closure to the end of the, their time with the band program. That's awesome. Shell. We uh, normally do at our final concert, we have a wedge, which is our, the, our logo, our, our branding for the band, and they go in the hallway as you go in the concert. So this year we took those down and much like the yard signs, we took those out as the directors and we signed them. And then one of my alumni uh, graduated last year said they normally sign those after the concert. So can we do, can I give you the information? And we gave all of our kids a Google doc, they filled it out. And then she's making up a really cool sheets for each individual, uh, senior and digitally we will send it to them and that's one of the things that's different than we've done before and then this year because we don't get to see them my other uh, partner in crime loves to write so she's writing letters uh, to all to all the seniors and then i would rather talk to them so every other week i've been sending little text videos saying you know hello how you doing the big things the weeks that they would miss something specifically prom this week is a concert and and just checking in on them and then we have promised that when we get out of this we normally always take them out to eat that has been one of the things the kids have said the most are we going to get to do that i'm like 
if you can be patient, we absolutely want to do that. So that's one of the other things we're doing for our seniors. That's cool. Hey, um, Matt Black just joined us. Um, how you doing, Matt? I had to, I was on a call before this, but wanted to make sure that I got to say hi to all of you guys. It's good to see a bunch of friends in here. Matt, one of the things we talked about earlier in the week, I mean, I thought maybe you could share with everybody. I know everybody kind of watched uh, some of the band directors who were doing um, some of these video edits where you have the whole group and they're playing together and um, the Met and timing seem to always not quite work out because of internet speeds and things. Would you mind just sharing that quick tip that you had earlier this week? Absolutely. So essentially what I've found is no matter how great your internet connection is, um, it, it won't be on their end. And so three or four year kids are going to have latency. So one solution that I found was I have each of them keep a metronome with them. Um, and I use the share screen function inside of Zoom. And if you just Google uh, flashing metronome, the first choice that pops up is a metronome that flashes and it counts one, two, three, four. And you basically tell them, all right, start your metronome with this flash that you see. And then as I tap off, um, I'm teaching percussion mostly right now. As I tap off, it at least gets us closer than it would. Um, in terms of rehearsing, that works well. I still run into an issue where when you're trying to solo players and you're trying to listen in small ensembles, it's still a little rough because that sound comes through the kids' uh, devices as well. I tried running Tonal Energy through and share screen, um, and I, I tried that for a couple of rehearsals. But again, if a student has lag, the metronome just does this. So I found the easiest solution is have them have a metronome on their end. Um, and that worked best for me. That's really cool. I think everybody just assumes like that you can hear the metronome through the teacher's, you know, uh, zoom call and make sure that it's okay. But that, that can easily get screwed up as we see with Bob. Bobby says he can't even get back on right now. So I don't know. We need to all chip in and buy him some broadband or, um, you know, maybe they can run some fiber to his house or something. So the, that band life does not uh, get interrupted again. So I want to be respectful of everybody's time. Um, one thing I really wanted to end this conversation with, and this is what we started with at the Con Selmer Institute last week, and we called it just one thing. And I'm just going to kind of go one person at a time here. If you guys just have just one thing, whether it's a piece of advice for um, other band directors or visual caption heads or designers or teachers that are out there or um, people in the industry, if you have just one thing you'd like to share, uh, that would be awesome. If you have just one thing that you still want answered, that would be another uh, great just one thing. Um, so I thought we would start this, not to put anybody on the spot, but Rick Wagner, I haven't heard from you in a while up there, and I know you've got some wisdom to share. So what's your one thing? Well, my one thing is this. I heard, uh, you know, since I taught beginning band for so long, and I listen to you guys talk about mouthpiece testing. My one thing is this. What if mouthpiece testing doesn't happen this year? Um, because I just don't see it happening. I don't see parents allowing their kids to try an instrument, even though we have all these different mouthpieces and they're sitting in front of them because uh, the the virus has hit Indiana pretty hard. And uh, as it has, you know, a lot of the United States, 
but I, I just don't see mouthpiece testing happening. So I think there really needs to be a plan B um, if, if you don't mouthpiece test. So that's one, th- that's, that's my big one thing um, to add to this meeting. Thanks, Rick. I appreciate that. Josh Bloodworth, what's your just one thing? Thanks. Yeah. Asking a band director, just one thing is like saying one more time, but uh, the, <laughs> the big thought that hit me is, as we're talking about that and Rick just mentioned about beginners or even we're talking about seniors. I think one big thing we can back up and remind ourselves of is that for a sixth grader, for a ninth grader, for a senior, this is their year doing those things and they don't know anything different. So just because we've gone through all this craziness right now, that as we're trying to reset and go, how do I recruit? How do I start those beginners? Okay. For these guys, they don't know any different. So the big thing is of course to love on the kids and make sure that they feel that. But even if it is a less competitive show or it's a cheaper uniform, those kids are going to love it. If we present it that way as this is their one thing, if you will. So hope that's helpful. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Brendan, what's your thing? Um, I guess my one thing is uh, in this time of just like isolation and um, maybe some people are feeling a little bit lonely is just trying to give as much as we can um, and give as many resources, uh, reach out and connect with any uh, anybody we can in our area or even connect with people um, even long distance that maybe haven't talked with in a while and just reach out and give to those people as much information, insight, um, especially with, uh, like these zoom calls and stuff like that. I think that'd be really beneficial to a lot of programs all around the nation. Thanks, Brendan, Michelle, I'm going to ask you that same question. And Keith, I'm going to come to you next. I would say one of my favorite quotes, it's in my office. It's the one thing, blessed are those who are flexible for they will not break. Thank and you. we just have to be flexible with all of this. Keith, how about you? I would say, uh, just trust the process. We all do the same things, uh, but this will, this will go away at some point, but just stay, uh, stay the course, do the right things. And just like I said, trust the process. Dennis, how about you? I think if there's uh, just one thing, and we spend a lot of time thinking about what we can give back to other people and making our Google classrooms more enriching and how we can reach kids in different ways, even TikTok, as Elliot suggested, which I'm not sure I'm going to embrace, but I see the wisdom in it. Um, I, I, I've chosen to uh, develop myself, invest in myself right now since I'm stuck at home and uh, teaching improvisation is something that I really struggle with with my jazz band. And so I have lots of time and a vibraphone in my garage. So digging in and trying to learn how to be a better improviser myself. So I have something to offer my kids when we come back. So super excited to see kids again. I would give almost anything to play a stupid pep song right now. Thanks, Dennis. I'm going to ask the same question to Josh and then Tim Cox. Um, I don't know if you guys have uh, seen that movie in the 90s called galaxy quest where tim allen is like a knockoff star trek and uh, his main theme and i've lived through this uh, my entire teaching career is never give up never surrender and uh, i've used it in all facets of uh, teaching and even trying to inspire the kids and i feel like this is kind of appropriate right now because a lot of my kids if they don't uh, you know have a zoom meeting like this they don't do anything for the rest of the week and so i know that's definitely helped for sure tim I think my one thing would be to communicate. Um, we're trying to trying to communicate with 
the band through Facebook and through the websites and through uh, Zoom and through um, making some videos and doing, uh, you know, uh, Facebook Live band booster meetings and things like that. Just trying to communicate um, with all facets of the program, administrators, the parents, the kids, and the staff, and just trying to keep everybody, um, you know, uh, as much on page as we possibly can. Jordan Lalama, what's your just one thing? Um, I think my big thing would be just to uh, start figuring out how to utilize your design teams in a different way. Um, one of the one of the big words of this whole thing for me has been pivot, um, and it's something my wife tells me every single day. Um, she's an entrepreneur and a businesswoman and all that, and so I've just really tried to figure out how I can be of value to uh, my programs in a different way. Like I know that I'm supposed to be creating the show, but maybe that can't happen. So what can I do? Uh, to maybe keep that value high. So maybe it's make a visual video. The good thing about design teams is usually they are, um, have been doing it for a very long time and they're amongst the most experienced people um, working with your programs. Um, So to utilize them in different ways and to figure out how in this time you can pivot and do that, I think that um, is incredibly valuable for everyone. Thanks, Jordan. Valerie, how about you down in Florida? What's your just one thing? Um, yeah, so I want to say for me right now, it's more of really remembering to take care of our mental health, um, as instructors, as teachers, um, in the music world in general, a lot of us tend to wear multiple hats, right? We never really do just one thing. We do a lot of things. And for those of us like myself, you know, our day jobs are something completely different than music. I'm a recruiter by nature. So that's what I do. So I'm having to navigate how to do my job from home and all these zoom classes and all these webinars we have. And on top of that, how to come up with a new platform for my 4A BOA band and my indoor percussion group, you know? So I know some days we may feel like we don't want to do anything because we do so much. And I think that's okay. I think it's okay for us to take a couple hours off. I think it's okay for us to take a day to just be like, you know what? I'm just going to veg today because it's important for us to take care of our mental health. A good page that I came across through uh, Dr. Cleveland's Marching Health is Premier Sports Psychology. They give out some really, really great resources when it comes to the mental health in specific to the performer and the athlete. Because we're athletes and we train athletes. So um, my one thing is just take care of yourselves, man. And actually, I was talking to Tim Dawson earlier today, and he he mentioned that same thing. So I'm going to kick this over to Tim next. But mental health of band directors right now is a thing. And I don't remember exactly what you said to me, but what was it that you said to me regarding mental health? I want to I want to hear what uh, directors are doing around the nation to take care of themselves. Because we're doers, As, uh, right? Yeah, you're doers. Yeah, you're doers. You're not you're not used to being the one that is maybe struggling a little bit. And, uh, I, I want to know, I want to know the answer to that question. What are people doing to take care of themselves? Because before you can take care of anybody else, you have to take care of yourself. Absolutely. Have to. I'm sure, I'm sure that wasn't your just one thing. So what, what is your just one thing? Well, Jeff, I think you know me well enough. I don't have just one thing. No. Um, so, uh, I would say, um, anticipate, communicate, Market the crap out of your program to all levels using every channel you can use, whether it's beginners, whether it's middle school, whether it's high school, um, and to your parents. You know, 10 touches to take action. Every person, ta- it will take 10 touches to, to get them to do something. So uh, 
market, market, market. Great and advice. You all are great at it. Tim Cox, you're amazing. Holy crap. <laughs> I got to say it. Nice job on, on everything you're doing. That's awesome. Mike Weimer, how about you? Yeah, I would just uh, build on what Tim said. I think, um, you know, advocacy is going to be really important this year. I think we need to remember why we do what we do. And we do it because we know music's good for kids. And we know that it's, uh, it's, it's a safe place for kids. It's going to help them to develop and be great people. And I think we need to spread that word, spread that message. And uh, I think when people hear that, they're going to they're gonna get it. They're going to support music, whether it's parents or administrators. Uh, they need to hear that. You know, music is just as important as math or science or anything else. Matt, how about you? Yeah, just to, to kind of echo some of the, the previous thoughts, stay, stay positive and hopeful because uh, it's easy right now to, to get down and, and not only for your kids, uh, those two things, staying positive and hopeful, but for yourself too, it's, it's, that's huge. I was on a Zoom call, uh, Scott Lang did a Zoom call with 450 people on it two nights ago and um, uh, John Mackey was on there. And uh, Scott called on him to say something and everybody was like, oh, John, you know, John's a funny guy. He's he's got a lot of energy. And uh, John was almost in tears. He said, I'm struggling. This is horrible. I'm trying to get motivated to compose music for people who might not play it anytime soon. And every guest conducting gig that I had, you know, for the next six months is gone. And it was like it kind of hit me hard. I was thinking, you know, wow, that's really honest. And uh, um, a lot of people are putting on a brave face right now. But you're right, Matt. There's not everybody is uh, happy go lucky, and they need to just find some positivity in all this for sure. It's uh, it's a it's a tough time for a lot of people. Ellen, how about you? Um, so one thing that has really helped me um, just navigate this uh, e-learning time is just thinking about being patient, um, both with the situation that we're in and then also with my students. Um, and then just uh, trying to give the kids the best experience that I can, uh, the best possible experience. Obviously this is not the best experience that can be created for them, but it's the best possible one that we have right now. So that's, those are just two things. I know you said just one thing, but those are two, those two <laughs> things walk hand in hand uh, for me right now. Thank you so much, Matt. How about you? What's your, What's your one thing? First, I got to give a shout out to Ellen. It's good to see you. Long time no see. Um, we had a conversation about this last week, Jeff, but my one thing is keep band fun. Um, we we spent so much time trying to change our teaching style and adapt to Zoom, and it's hard. Honestly, teaching to blank faces is difficult, but we're missing out on the ice cream socials. We're missing out on the band lock-ins. We're missing out on the, the burger cookout. And so we need to, I think, make that a priority over F concert right now, because if we don't, we're going to lose kids and we're not going to have the kids playing F concert. Um, so for that, what I've been doing is I've been doing a lot of student leading, you know, coaching my future section leaders on how to teach a very simple lesson. We've done a bunch of go around the room in the Zoom meeting and get to know one another. Um, if you guys have a pro account, um, all of you are teachers, so you should sign up for the free pro account. You can split into rooms, which allows you to split into smaller sections, which helps your students get to know one another in kind of a smaller setting. And you can bounce between the rooms, give them a prompt as if you would, you know, in person on 
day one doing team building. And that's kind of what I'm brainstorming right now and trying to figure out. Thank you so much. I think we hit everybody's just one thing. Bobby says he can't get back on, but his just one thing is we will get through this and our programs will be more valued than ever before. I know I love mine more than I ever did. And I know he's truthful when he says that, you know, there's, um, I've heard it from teachers left and right that uh, if I could just have one wish, it would be to just to be with my students again for uh, tomorrow. Um, I know a lot of people feel that way. Um, you know, I, I think honestly right now my one thing is uh, take care of yourself and learn to do something new. I'm, it's not even band related. I just think that this time, how many other times in your life are you going to get eight hours of sleep a day? And I don't know if anybody else can relate to that, but I wake up every morning and I'm like, wow, I feel pretty good, you know? And then I, I meditate and I work out and I get my work done and I spend time with people I love. Um, but I just feel like, um, and this is just me, my mental health is at a very high level right now because of the ability to get a good night's sleep and take care of myself and do things that I love to do. And I'm learning new things about marketing and being creative. And um, one of the things that I, uh, about a year ago, it may be like uh, 14 months ago, is I said, I'm going to start a podcast. And um, I didn't know how to do that. So I just figured it out. And I got to tell you, um, doing this podcast has been a, a game changer for me. Um, and I know it has been for Bobby as well, just because it gives me this awesome opportunity to talk with awesome people about things we love to do. And I really appreciate you all being on here today. Um, you know, I, that band life, obviously, we all look different. We all have different jobs within the, that band life, but we're all here for a reason. And um, I just hope that we can all inspire somebody else to do something a little bit different um, and enjoy this time. So. I'm going to call it a night to be respectful of everybody's time. Good night. Thank you for being here. And uh, let's do this again sometime soon. Take care, Jeff. Thanks, Thanks everybody. Thank Thanks, you. Bobby.